So when you start the game up, I had been told to play this from a mutual friend. He said, it's a cool visual novel. You'll like it. It's got a funny twist. Don't worry. And I was like, <laughs> okay. All right. So I start the game up because it's, it's a free game to play. This was before it was on Steam, but um, you can st it's free no matter what. Because it runs off, it runs off of like a, fr a freeware visual novel engine called Renplay. But... Um, so you start the game up, and immediately it comes up with a warning saying, this is not a game for the faint of heart, and like there are some shocking and disturbing moments in the game, which immediately I'm kind of like, okay. <laughs> Good All to right. know, I guess. So then you, you start the game up and you play as just this generic high school boy. You give it, you can name him, whatever. And you yeah. basically, you're starting your normal day of high school, and you run into your childhood friend, Sayori, who you mm -hmm. haven't been talking to much recently, and she basically passive-aggressively forces you to join the literature club, which she is the vice president of. Yes. And then you meet the three other members. Uh, so there's Sayori, the, your friend, and then you meet Natsuki, the Sundari, yep. Yuri, <laughs> Yuri, the tall shrinking violet mm -hmm. and monica the uh the club president who is very um she's a bit unsettling Hey guys, and welcome back to this special Halloween-themed episode of the Gaming and Collecting Podcast. On this episode, me and Alex are going to be taking a look at the world of indie horror games, particularly the ones you can find on PC and Steam, and just some of the more interesting concepts they bring in, some of their more deep and complex narratives with such simple gameplay and packages. Honestly, it is a really cool concept. And honestly, some of them are quite deceptive, too, at the same time. But anyways, guys, thanks again for joining us on this special edition of the Gaming and Collecting Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we discuss the games that shaped us. Let's begin. So, how you been? I've been... Okay. I mean, it was a short week, um, but I feel like short weeks are also the most chaotic because you just have so much stuff to do after that. But other yeah, than that, pretty good. It was one of those weeks, you know, where nothing went wrong, but nothing really went right either. Ah, <laughs> uh, it was just—it you know. was just kind of a meh. Uh, it was—it was a very productive week. I'll say that. I got a lot of shit done. Hiccup. Well, that's good. I'm glad you got stuff done. Yeah, not. I did, unfortunately, it was not really anything like fun. <laughs> like I did. Yeah. Work, came home, exercised. Yeah. Blog posts. Oh, and then I guess we should announce. Um, the our podcast is now uh, going to be on YouTube. Woo! YouTube. As an additional source, I think what I'm going to do is I'll. Once we're caught up with episodes, because mm -hmm. we're like really behind on uploading them, because oh yeah, it takes time. It takes time, but yeah. um, 
I think what I'm going to do once we're caught up is I'm going to release it initially on the podcasting stuff, and then I'll release the uh, the the that week's episode like a week later on YouTube. Oh, okay, that makes kind of delay it by a week. Yep. I think I'll do that, but um, at the same time, I'll also announce that my YouTube channel has been revived. Yes. I completely blanket wiped it of everything. Goodbye, the boat videos. <laughs> everything basically pre-2013. You had like a been, boat uh, video that had like 30,000 views, and all I thought of was that there was some teacher that used that for a class, and you just ruined their class. There was, there, one of them <laughs> had like over a million views. Yeah, I was like, what? I'm telling you, there's a teacher that used you to gotta, rely on that video, and you no, just no. ruined their teaching plan. You ruined their lesson plan, Bill. <laughs> you gotta understand, Alex. YouTube was a very different place in 2007. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm joking. I'm just joking. But I, that's what I thought of when you took it down. I was like, there's some teacher out there who's just like, no! <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, there was... So that that's back up. And I'm planning on doing more with it. More to be announced on my Instagram in the nice, future. Nice, nice. But yeah, that was a that was a crazy blast to the past. <laughs> and then I ended up going because I ended up actually going through my old subscriptions, like that I subscribed to, and oh my god, mm. I'm st- I was still subscribed to Fred. Damn it! <laughs> you were subscribed to Fred? Isn't that like? Didn't that get that channel like get bought by like another company and they just yeah some Chinese company? Yeah. yeah. Like okay. I uh, I I saw that I was like oh man I like, delete that <laughs> delete I actually I think I, I go through my subscriptions because I know I'm still subscribed to some people I don't want to be subscribed to I dumped that I got rid of like I think I was still subscribed to Smosh I unsubscribed to Sm- from Smosh oh Smosh has been dead for a while well actually they're owned by Red and Link now yeah well I think Red and Link like saved them yeah, during because... that whole like. The, I forget what it was. The company that owned them. Yeah, just like left and dumped them. Yeah. That was crazy. God, Smosh! Them. What a, what a time. Of Remember YouTube. when we were watching Smosh? Like it was that time of where they did like the donut, the food battles. Remember those? I remember the teleporting fat guy. Person. Oh yeah, teleporting, teleporting. <laughs> <laughs> I still back know when, that. <laughs> back when YouTube was fun. Now, now when it's like. Now it's all Everything serious. has to be like super over the top and like impedos. Highly. Well, that that's a subsection. <laughs> impedos. <laughs> Let's not go there. Teleported. Teleport. Now it's yeah. stuck in my head. It's gonna be in my head for the rest of the night. I hate you. Why'd you bring that up? God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, but I completely cleaned out my uh, subfolder. And I, it was funny. It was fun re- reliving like old two thousand seven era YouTube back when it was a very different place. Oh yeah, but kind of speaking of two thousand eleven YouTube, that also kind of will lead us into our topic. Mm. But before, before we do that, that, oh, what are you drinking today? Oh well, I see what you're drinking. You're drinking a truly hard seltzer. Yes. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Truly's okay. They're not my fate. I sometimes think they're too sugary. So the Vizzies were too aggressive. This one is meh. It's not terrible. Okay. It can't, it's not really sugary because there's not really any sugar in it. No. Some of them I've had are too sweet. Maybe they were flavored, but maybe there was something else I had. Uh, some, some of the flavors are too aggressive. Yeah. 
I bought a sampler pack and I was like, yeah, these are okay. I'm going to stick with my personal favorites because they're just better. I have my favorite drink that's in a can and it's the Dell's Rhode Island Hard Tea. And it's honestly my favorite thing to drink now. I love it. Mm. And it doesn't smell like eggs. So, did we talk about that on the last podcast or did we? Yeah, we, we did. Well, I still have a couple of those, and I'm avoiding drinking them, because I tried another one, and yes, that one also smelt like eggs, so I don't know what they're doing, but it smells like eggs, and I, I don't like, like it. I like, <laughs> I like eggs. eggs. I like it. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm thinking oh, yeah, of we, the... we... We did talk about this because we, we, that's how we segued into a topic about Dan Snyder and his feet. <laughs> oh. yeah. That's something I didn't want to be reminded of. Yep, well, sucks to suck. Yep. Have you, so before we get into our topic, have you been checking, watching any anime lately or? Yeah. <laughs> you sound guilty about that. A little. Why? I bet you can guess what I'm watching. <laughs> one, one Piece? Yeah. But I convinced, I convinced a friend of mine to start watching, watching it. So then I, he was telling me about it and I was like, shit, now I'm going to rewatch it. So I started watching Okay. Uh, but I also discovered that they had a bunch of specials on Funimation. So I just went and watched all of those <laughs> Um, oh, and then I bought the movies. Um, I bought two of the movies. I bought um, Heart of Gold. I don't know if it's Heart of Gold or it's like is One Piece Gold the movie. Uh, and then I got the um, crap. I can't. It was like the two newest ones I bought, and I thought they were both pretty good. Hmm. But yeah, I, I broke my promise. I didn't watch anything new. I just kept. I started watching One Piece again. I'm a failure. It's alright. I rewatched one of the old Inuyasha movies recently. Good job. Proud of you. The second one that's definitely not canon. Oh, is that the kissing one? Yeah, that the one where you know the one where Naraku dies at the beginning. Oh of it. yeah, yeah. See, I don't even remember Naraku dying. I just know that one is the kissing. Well, one. he comes back at the end because, of course, he did. Ah, uh, yes. yes. Yeah. That one's actually one of the better ones, though. The third one's still the best, though. Well, guess what's in my head? What? Teleporting to the Yeah, okay, move on. <laughs> it never will leave. It will be in so, my head forever. We do have a topic for this episode. We do? Because believe it or not, this is actually our Halloween special. <laughs> if you couldn't guess by the, the weekend Spooky. this has been posted. Spooky. And the thumbnail. Because it's yeah. spooky. <laughs> No, no, no! It's 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 pronounced spoopy. Spoopy, <laughs> spoopy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but anyways, for this episode, we're going to be actually, as Alex alluded to earlier, taking a trip back to early YouTube 2011 with yeah. indie ho- indie horror games back yeah. in the early days of back when like RPG Maker and other sorts of th- of like engines and like other things could be like used to make these freeware games that anyone could experience. And the YouTubers, the video game Let's Players, played them non-stop. Well, yeah, because they had to jump on the trend. Oh, yeah. they But they all were at the time. Like, 
all of them were. But I mean, I'm actually not mad at it because it did introduce me to a lot of these games. So, can't and it also led to a lot more of them being made and a lot of them growing communities. Yeah. Now, there was a lot of these things back in the day. Oh yeah. A lot. (laughs) There was a lot good, but also a lot bad. Well, see, I don't remember the bad ones. I only remember the good ones. Ah. And honestly, the first one I can really remember going back is uh, Ebe. Ebe. It's classic. pronounced Ebe, right? I believe it's Ebe, or I think some people say Ib, but I believe it's Ebe. But I don't yeah. know exactly. So, Ebe or Ib. Potato, yeah. potato. I, I believe it's Ebe, but um, yeah, Ebe. This one takes me back because... This was, like, one of the first real... I'd always known about RPG Maker, because, I mean, I have the the PS1 RPG Maker. Mm-hmm. And, um... This was, like, one of the first times I've ever seen, like, a real, like, legitimate game really made on RPG Maker for the time. Yes. And I remember coming across it, and I'd be like, oh, it's not really an RPG, but it uses the engine effectively, and... Mm. It's a, a horror game involving a little girl in a nightmarish museum yeah i feel like too that game like you can almost connect with more because i think almost everyone's been to a museum at least once whether it be a school trip or something so it's like oh, yeah. you can really put yourself in the shoes of the character at that point like just imagine going to a museum and getting locked there like stuck and no one's around you and then the museum is coming to life like oh my god yeah. Like, that, that section in the game... Like, obviously, guys, this is a spoiler podcast. So yeah, so... Sorry! Spoiler, <laughs> spoiler warning. Trick or but, treat! Um, Your trick is spoilers. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, I, I always remember, like, the um, the first... When you enter, like, the uh, the, the evil... Like, a- the evil dimension with, like, the the evil, like, art museum. Mm-hmm. The second you go pat walk... You see the first painting that, like, the guy walks past in the background. Yeah. And it's like... Whoa! <laughs> like, wait a minute. Wait it was already the the atmosphere was already creepy enough because this game has a great like soundtrack. For, oh and yeah, especially for its minimalistic uh, art style. And that's a reoccurring thing too with these RPG like make horror games. A lot of them have excellent soundtracks. Like you'll oh, be yeah, surprised. Gonna... The music is really good and very fitting to like the themes and like the locations in the games. A lot of the times, they can only do so much with the engine that they're dealt with, so they, a lot of times they put a lot of effort into the music and the yeah. storytelling Yeah. to really hook in the player. Because there's a point in um, in Eve where you see this really hilarious cutscene that's like drawn on MS Paint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's really dark, actually, in hindsight. But yeah. um, like, there's a lot of really dark shit in Eve. Like, oh, there's, yeah. There's, there's a puzzle, a bunch of puzzles where you... Um, because you eventually run into two additional party members, uh, Gary, who's a, a cool fan favorite, and then, uh, was the girl's name Mary? I don't remember. I believe it was Mary. I believe it was Mary. But there's, like, a series of puzzles where they get split up, and you have to, like, do certain things with Gary, and then the girl, and then certain things with the girls. Yeah. And it has a great, like, touch where Eve is supposed to be, like, a, she's, like, a, a nine or ten-year-old girl or something. Yeah, she's only a kid. Like, very little. Yeah, she's very young. And a lot of the plaques that she reads, like, she won't be able to understand them. Yeah. So you need, like, uh, Gary to translate for you to know what it says. Mm. 
And then there's like a certain room where you go in and it's all full of like bunnies and stuff. Oh yeah. But that's implied to be Eve's childhood, like her psycho, her basically her her psyche is starting to like crack a little bit, and so she's just seeing. Because when you go in that room with Gary, it's a bunch of these really fucked up looking dolls. Yeah. So it's implied that Eve's mind is basically like tricking her into not seeing the dolls, basically. Yeah. And then there's also the the infamous doll room scene from later on in the uh, game. Oh, yep. Oh, it scared me. Where did you get out of the room, or did you not get out of the room? I got out of the room. I got out. But I I've, mean, I've seen what happens when you don't, and Jesus Christ. I know it's scary. Well, it's really actually one thing that's really amazing about these games is that even with the minimum graphic capabilities and like they really. It puts you in a spooky environment for oh, most yeah. of these games. Like, with so little, like, I could watch a scary movie and not get scared. But I can watch, li- play one of these and I'm scared. Like, it just really plays with your psyche and stuff. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, like, another thing, too, with a lot of these is they all have multiple endings. Because you got to stretch out oh, that. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Gameplay time, especially. Because not a lot of these are very long games. Mm. They make up their time and how much different, like, little things you can find. Oh, yeah. Well, and but, uh, a goal will be, like, to play the game so... Because maybe the first time you play it and you get, like, the bad ending and you're like, well, this kind of sucks. I gotta figure oh, out yeah. what I did wrong. Or maybe you start with the good ending and you're like, you know what? I just want to be in some pain. So then you want to play and figure out what the bad ending is, so... Well, sometimes you you try going to get the bad ending and you end up getting the good ending, so you have to actually figure yeah. out what you did... What, what, do, what you didn't do. <laughs> yeah, you gotta figure out what you have to do wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Like, some of them are really fun like that. And I, I remember Eve, because Eve had a bunch of different endings. And I guess apparently the creator added more later I'm on. Really, I'm going to check now. Eve endings. I just I, don't I, know I, how I, many. I know the good ending where Eve and Gary escape. Uh, oh. I know there's, there's a bad ending where only Eve escapes and um, Gary dies. There's the worst ending so, where Eve is trapped in the painting forever. So I'm looking at it now, and there's... So the first ending, which is the good ending, is the promise of a reunion, which is basically where her and Gary, um, well, they promise to meet. Like Eve gives Gary his her handkerchief, so they yeah, yeah, and to you meet can meet again. him later in the museum after you get out, and he's he'll him recognize her. And then I think the second one that's also good, but not as good, is that like, um, Eve doesn't give Gary the handkerchief, um. And yeah, they, and they don't re- they don't remember each other. They don't remember each other, and but then they both escaped. There's three variations of Eve all alone, so there's uh, uh, yeah, that's a lot to say. Oh, there's four. Just kidding. There's four. Yeah, four let's let's vari- not go over every single one forgotten. of them. I just know. I know the worst ending is the one that's like a that you can fall into by accident right at the end of the game where. Gary, you're, you're, her, Gary's about to pull you out of the painting, mm-hmm. and Eve's, Eve's quote-unquote mother shows up and tells her to come with her. We're leaving. Oh, and and if you like, go with Eve's, if you go with Eve's mother, you get trapped in the painting forever because uh, it's an illusion. That's so. That scary. one's I know. I believe that one's the worst ending or something. There, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, there's a whole bunch. But that was like one of the, like the first real games where I, I, just you had a ton of different endings and like it was like a lot of like little shit you had to figure out there was 10 endings in total so originally i when i played there was only like four i believe or five 
So they de- she, the creator definitely added more. Mm. But um, yeah, so Eve was a fun one, and then one of the other ones I absolutely remember from way back in the day was um, uh, the Witch's House. Yes, the which witch's... was a. Oh. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say the Witch's House was also infamous for its many different endings. Yeah, and it's also very fucked up. <laughs> oh yeah. From it. Oh yeah, the Witch's House. Well, I feel like the Witch's House throws you for the biggest like whiplash at the end of like what like the biggest mm-hmm. twist ending um so i mean do you want me can i spoil it this time you yeah you explain because you you probably know it better than i do so the witch's house the premise is that um you basically you are you wake up in this like outdoor field area and you try and leave but you can't leave so you end up you try and leave there's like roses and stuff and you can't get by them so you have to go and you have to keep walking You'll see a cat occasionally, and you can chat to the cat, but then you go in, and you go in this house, and it's the witch's house. Um, And you're this girl with blonde hair. Um, And as you go through, you're basically, like, trying to get through the house um, to get to a certain room so you can get, like, a potion to get rid of the roses, but also you're trying to find something in the end, but it never really tells you until you're just kind of going through. You know, because it doesn't really say it in the game, right? Like, you're just kind of going towards the end of something, but you don't really know. But as you go through, you start reading these diaries and these journal entries, and these are the entries of the witch, and it's basically talking about her life. So, but the main ending is that when you go to the final room, you end up in this very bloody room, and you're like, what the hell happened here? And then you find the witch, and the witch basically, the ending is basically a chaser, where she chases you all through the house, and you have to find your way back. On her bloody stumps and no eyes. Yeah, she, had she has to rip no, her eyes out. Yeah, she gouged her eyes out, and um, and she had no legs. She cut her legs off because the witch was in a lot of pain. Um, she had some sort of like disease or illness that made her super in pain. But she basically chases you through the house, and as you leave, um, you leave. She'll chase you, and you get to the field, and she'll follow you to the field where she'll eventually die. I think it's multiple ways she'll die. Either, like, she'll just kind of die because you leave her there, or the character's father will come and will shoot her. But the big twist ending is that you were the witch all along. Yeah, she stole your body and put you inside her old body, which is incredibly dark. Especially when the father character comes and basically shoots her. Because she she also can't speak. Oh, yeah, because her... uh... I think she drank acid or something. Yeah, so she basically, she asked, so, and the most fucked up thing is that, like, she, the witch herself gouged her eyes off, cut up her legs, and put, like, this, like, uh, the medicine she didn't drink, but she gouged her eyes out and pulled, cut off her legs, um, and then asked the, the young girl to switch bodies with her, and it wouldn't be permanent, but little did she know it was going to be permanent, she wasn't going to give her her body back. And as a way to give her pain medicine, she gave her, like, the drink that made it so she couldn't talk. So when she tried calling out for her dad not to shoot, she couldn't speak properly. Yeah, it, it, it's, like, super it was dark. The, it was the reason. most messed up ending, and, like, uh... I remember, like, watching it, and then watching whoever... I think I watched, like, PewDiePie play it, and I remember his face of just, like, other, like, 
Like, is other shock, but I had the same face on because I was also just like, what? <laughs> like, no, that's yeah. scary. I remember when I played it, I was like, huh? Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't see it coming. <laughs> no. It definitely, because even like, because even going back and like when you read the journals, like, it doesn't seem like it. It just seems like you're reading the witch's diary. It doesn't really give you any inclination. I guess the only thing could be is when you talk to the cat. The cat could yeah, only the, be... Yeah, the cat was supposedly, I believe, the way you, you're supposed to figure it out. Which, thinking about it now, I, I do agree with that. Because, like, there's at points where the cat is, like, mean to you. Where the cat's, like, like he's like, huh, like, no wonder you know, like, you know your way around here so easily since it's your house. But at the time you're listening to that, you're just like, alright, whatever. Like, what's this cat on about? <laughs> yeah. I remember that. This it actually ended up getting its own like spin-off like manga too. Oh, it did, really? Yeah, that that went over like the witch's like backstory before. Oh, wow. I remember seeing something about that at one point. I got to look that up now. I'd actually be really interested in like reading that cuz I don't know if it ever got translated. I didn't look into it very deep. Hmm. But well, um, you'll be surprised by what the internet does. Oh uh, yeah, well, I mean, there's, probably a, there's probably a uh, fan translation. Oh, the Diary of Ellen. You can buy it on Amazon. Oh, well, the more you know. Yes. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so <laughs> then, uh, probably the most famous of all these RPG maker styled um, indie horror games. This one's not even really a horror game so much as it's a. Surreal Experience, Mm -hmm. which is Yume Nikki. Yes. Quite possibly the most famous of all of these games. Oh, yeah. And it's mostly because it doesn't really have a narrative. No. You basically, so the, uh, jump in whenever you have something to say, but, um, Mm -hmm. basically the plot is you're basically a young, I believe she's a teenage uh, schoolgirl. Yes. But she's like a uh, she's a shut in. Like she never leaves her house. She's like a no. A... There's there's a term there's a term for it. I forget the term. Yeah. But but um. When you play the game, you're basically stuck in her room, and all you can do is go on her balcony. You can't leave the room. The door. She'll just shake her head because she's like super antisocial, I believe, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you can play a computer game on the console or whatever. Yeah. Or you can sleep. And when you sleep, you enter this dream kind of, like, scape. Mm-hmm. And basically, the game is just a series of different areas that you can find randomly across the dreamscape. And you basically are supposed to just find different... You find different... I forget what they're called in-game, but they're, like, these little power-ups, I guess, that do little things. Mm-hmm. Like, one's a bike, one's a knife, one's a... Uh, Isn't it effects? Just random... Effect, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. And you basically just have to explore this world, and it's incredibly cryptic. Like, there's no real direction. Doesn't explain anything to you. It's just kind of random exploration and just finding shit through these extremely surreal areas. Oh, yeah. Like, there's point. There's one point where you end up on this, like, spaceship, and it's, like, an alien in there, and then he just dies, and then... You're just like, you all go, right, you've you experienced that. Like, yep. yeah. And it's it's all subtlety. Like, mm. there's no... So it's 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 literally everything is, is basically explained to you via the art of um, 
implication and like making you think be outside the box. Oh yeah. Like the most infamous part of the game is probably the face scene. Yes. Where you have to go through this incredibly cryptic thing where you go through this one random like doorway that you have to open up via like a stab thing and then you um you enter this room and it's literally just a screamer face like the one screamer in the entire yeah. game. And the she like instantly wakes up because you can exit the dream by like pinching yourself, but that instantly wakes her up. Yeah. And there's a lot of subtle implication that that's supposed to be her father, I believe, because I believe she's abused. Mm. There's there's a lot of subtle implications in the background. Yes. But um, it's there's also the uh, there's another infamous. Probably the most infamous scene in the game is the is the White House in the Snow, mm-hmm. where there's normally a girl there that you talk to, but every occasional you'll whenever you flip the white light switch, the girl will change into this thing called I forget the name. It's like is it? Let's see. Yeah, that's gonna bug me. What is it called? It has a weird name. Monaco. No, no, it's. Um, what does it look like? It's like this really jacked up looking face thing. Is it Taco Fuzin? Uh, no, one second. Oh, wait, that's... Uboa, Uboa. Oh, Uboa. Oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, and then it, like, sends you off to this, like, really freakish, like area that you can't escape the only way you can get out of is by pinching yourself awake (laughs) and it's like in the background there's like boob shaped mountains with this weird spider thing grabbing them it's like what the fuck you're like what is going on here like there is a lot of really disturbing imagery in this game oh yeah and the uh, big spoiler warning here the, the most fucked up part about the game is your goal in the game is to find all the different effects Mm-hmm. And once you pl- you place them in like the main central hub, they turn into these eggs. Yep. Once you've found every single one and got every egg, uh, you can return to your real to the your normal the normal world, and you go out on the balcony and suddenly there's a staircase that goes over the railing. Yep. And you go over it and the game ends. She kills herself. Yeah. It's like the most. What? The yeah. fuck ending. But it's the most what the fuck game, you know. So oh, it's yeah. like a, it's a fitting ending for what it is, but and it spawned so many. I think it also has its own manga now. Mm, it does. Uh, the creators also really like, like kind of like super like um, hard to like really find any information on like secluded. Yeah, it's very like they don't really give a lot of info. The most that they've done is a, uh, I don't even. I don't know if it's a it's it's a uh, man or a woman, but um, they've um, they also they they greenlit a like three D remake yeah. of the game that's yep. I've heard very mixed things about, but mm-hmm. thankfully yeah. the original game is still free to play. So yeah, it's still free to play on Steam. Uh, it's definitely recommend. Oh yeah, you do that, and it's it's spawned a massive, massive like uh cult following of just like uh fan games and like yeah. fan sequels and like there's a ton of yubin style um 
like spinoffs now. Well, it's just like it's very fascinating because it's, it's one of the major ones that's the most I'd say different from all the other ones because it it really is very surreal and it's not like you're fighting things in that game like some other yeah, ones. Yeah, it's or it's like, it's it's not it's not so much a game. It's more of like it's an more experience. Of an expi- yeah, it's an ass. Uh, so I was gonna say it's an. You know what I compare it to? Mm-hmm. Not not the same genre at all, but I I compare it to uh, the Stanley Parable. Mm. Where it's it's not so much a game, it's 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 a thing you experience. Yeah, it's a thing that and I definitely recommend everyone take a try at it because um, there is I mean, um, it's out free. of all oh yeah, and out of all the fan projects, the one I'd probably recommend the most is Yume Tuki, yes. which is a fan direct sequel. That one is it's really interesting, but it's also like super fucked up. Like it, they took the surreal horror elements to like a max in that one. Oh yeah if you want something more spooky then you should definitely well any of the any of the uh the, the spin-offs really yeah but um before we move on to any more we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back Woo! pause oh no pause pause uh, stop stop And we're back. We're back. Alright, so the next one that I remember vividly from back in the day is the first entry in a series called, you said it was the Strange Men's trilogy? The, or series? Uh, the Strange Men Anthology. Anthology. And that one would be The Crooked Man. Yes. And I always remember this one because of its incredibly unsettling um, art style art. and... Even yeah. just the tone. The tone was... This one made me feel the most unsettled off the bat. Like, yeah. So, this is one of the the few RPG Maker games that wasn't actually made on RPG Maker. It was instead made on the... I think it's called the Wolf RPG Editor. I think that's... I think you're right about that. It's... it's For all intents and purposes, it's basically the same thing. It just works slightly different. Yeah. It's slightly, just... Slightly different interface. Yes. But, um... So this one is interesting, I will say. Because, so, this one I would not recommend to anyone who's, like, kind of faint of heart, because this one is a screamer game. Oh, yeah. This one will scare you. It scared well, me. I don't find screamers scary. I just find them annoying. Well, if you're jumpy like me, you'll find it scary. <laughs> I just, I, I find screamers annoying, I'll say that, but, um... Mm. So, okay. The Crooked Man, the first entry in the series. This is the one I have the most experience with, because I haven't played all of them. I only played the first two. Yep. Just because I, I don't have time for this. I, actually, I think at the time I played them, the second one was the only one that... It was only the first two out. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so The Crooked Man... I have mixed feelings on this one. Oh, okay. Because as games themselves i don't think they're very good the okay. game that's the understandable game. yeah the story though the the gameplay is very frustrating at times and can oh, yeah. be really st- some of the puzzles are just stupid yeah well it's one of those games like where you have to run away you're getting chased by the character yeah by the villain character and if you and don't if you... enjoy that you won't enjoy these games <laughs> and the combat is very shit yeah <laughs> like the combat is not good 
I feel like partially that has to do with the engine as well. I feel like the yeah. engine didn't wasn't set up for that. So I, I think he was trying to do, or she. I don't know if it was male or female, but I um, believe it's. Uh, they said the name was Yuri, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm never could, sure to be yeah. honest. You never. But know. um, I don't want to assume. I'll say <laughs> that. But um, yeah. The, what what makes the Crooked Man compelling though is it has a phenomenal story. Honestly, this should have been a visual novel. Yeah, I... Well, I agree. Well, I also feel like he should have made, like, written the novel and made, like, a manga or something, because, like, I feel like people would pick that up like, instantly. Well, because... So it's a four-part story that's... They partially uh, overlap, but the section I remember the most is The Crooked Man, because basically the storyline is you're you play as um the main character I forget his name, um, David. David, and um he's moving into a new apartment. He like broke his, up with his girlfriend. He had just recently broken up with his longtime girlfriend, and his uh, his best friend and his his best friend and uh, his friend's fiance are helping him move in. Mm-hmm. And it's later explained that his mother has like has a terminal illness that's like causing her to like forget her memories. It's and basically she's losing her marbles. Mm-hmm. And it's a really depressing scene because it's like the poor guy like he his mother doesn't even know who he is and she's like telling him to telling the doctors to get him out of the room because he she thinks he's a threat or something. Yeah, when in fact it's like he's her son. He, yeah, so he's basically he's living in this apartment by himself and he's hearing all these like strange like noises and getting these messages in the apartment Mm -hmm. and the place is clearly haunted even though his friends are like you're you're losing it man it's not that bad yeah and he's like no it's bad (laughs) he ends up finding this like note basically from like the previous tenant and he's trying to find he basically goes on a mission to find the previous tenant yeah. Which leads him to a number of different locations over the course of the game. He runs into these different um, characters mm-hmm. who are all... They're, they're basically, they kind of, they all have their own struggles. And as you're, you're running into, the, you, you help these people with their struggles, yes. you'll run into the Crooked Man, who is a guy whose neck is like, Completely, completely crooked, like crooked broken, and broken, and he has like a freaky, up. like black, like just black sockets for eyes, and like this oh, creepy yeah. creeper. I'm looking at an image of him right now, and he's terrifying, and I hate oh, yeah. his existence. It's not a settling like photo at all, like no. an image at all, but it's a, it's effective for what his he's supposed to be. Yeah, and you continue on to like uh, go through these areas, and you help these uh, characters you run into as you go through the game meanwhile your friends are trying to find you because you're missing because yeah. you've gone on this strange journey without telling anybody <laughs> without telling anyone <laughs> but um eventually you get to the final area where you finally find the uh the supposed location of the previous tenant yes and it's eventually revealed after you defeat the crooked man once and for all and you find the final resting place of the previous tenant, mm-hmm. he's hung himself, and his neck is twisted crooked, and you realize the previous yeah. tenant was the crooked man. Yeah. And every and every single one of the people that you run into were facets of his 
life. Like, the girl mm-hmm. that you rescue was, like, a girl that he had feelings for. Yeah. The doctor character you run into was, like, his... A personification of his, like... He was in school at the time trying to become a doctor. Yeah. There's a little boy you run into that's, like, another personification of his character. And it's... It's a really crazy story. And you basically finally it let is. him rest. And yeah. then it's... It, it, it The game ends with... the David's mother, unfortunately, passes away. Yeah. Uh, but he gets back together with his um his ex. Yeah. Who both of them are later, they're married by the fourth game, I believe. Aww. Because they come back, but it's the story. I'm not doing it justice with my explanation. No. Yeah. Uh, I no. Really... No. You're doing okay. It's a definitely. I feel like though. Like I feel like explaining it though isn't the best way because I feel like people. You want a good really explanation. You want a good it. explanation. If if you don't want to play it and you want a good explanation, watch uh, Nitro Rad's video. He does a phenomenal job explaining mm-hmm. it. But um, yeah, it's it's. It should. Uh, it it would have been much better as a visual novel because the gameplay is just so. It's average. not for everyone. Yeah. It's definitely though. Definitely a, a good story. Like I remember at the end, and when you like figure out like the spo- like that the crooked man was basically like the guy you were looking for. It's kind of like oh, yeah. it kind of hits you hard. Like you know, you're just like, oh my god, like this. The person, best, like, the best scene in the game. Spoiler warning is at the end where David reach visits his grave, mm-hmm. and he just leaves a pack of cigarettes because it's implied the guy was a smoker. Yeah. Throughout the game, so he leaves him a pack of cigarettes and basically just kind of as like a final like closing on that yeah. arc. Like a final goodbye. Like a lot of these games, it's crazy how they have just such like twist endings that are like what? Oh yeah. No, I think I all of remember. them. Most yeah. of them do. Some of them aren't as abrupt. Mm. But um, another classic from that era that I I always remember is there two games from the same developer. Um, Madfather and Misao. Yes. I'm more familiar with Misao personally, but Madfather is also a very good game. Yes. They're the same kind of like, they're not like RPGs, but they're in the same style where you play them from like that top-down perspective, and they're basically, they're heavily story-based games with a lot of puzzle-solving elements. (laughs) Both of them have, were originally made on the RPG Maker engine, and they were later remade with better graphics later down the line. Mm. Both available on Steam now. Better graphics and better art. Um, Yeah. They're both... Uh, Misao... They're both very good. Uh, Misao, I remember mostly because of its really fucked up story. Oh, yeah. But uh, Madfather also's story is also kind of fucked up. All these stories, like, all these games, stories are pretty fucked up, I would say. There's a lot of psychological elements... Oh, yeah. Like, is harder to explain because it, it has a very confusing story where it's basically about a... A girl you're, is you're, missing. You're in a... Yeah, you, a girl went missing in high school, and you play as a character, and basically everybody in the school is kind of a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And as you play the game, you start kind of uncovering different secrets about what happened, and then you later learn that the girl was beat into death and like raped and then killed yeah. Yeah. and then her ghost is haunting the building because she because of how she died 
And also, basically... funky spoiler. Oh, I was gonna say funky spoiler. In the original version, he had her. She was also like dismembered. But yeah, I think they took. And... I think they took that out, and you had to find her body parts. But they they cut that out for the streamlined version. <laughs> yeah, I remember that because that and it's like, it's really depressing. Like, oh yeah, you because the girl not only was like her death incredibly brutal and uncomfortable. But also, it's implied that she had no friends and was, like, constantly bullied. Yeah. And Aww. it's just... Especially uh, nowadays, where if, like... Especially if you were bullied as a kid, it's like, that that hits you hard. Well, and it's sad. The sad truth, though, is, is that... That's happened, like, to someone. Mm-hmm. That's happened to people. Like, they've been... They get bullied, they get hurt and tortured, and then suddenly, like, oh, like, they, they come home to something even worse... And it's, or, like, maybe someone that they relied on wasn't as great as they were. That's a very common recurring it's, theme in yeah. RPG Maker games. No, it is, but it's, unfortunately, it's a common recurring theme in life. Oh, yeah. It's really sad, but it's, it's really true. Like, so I feel uh, like... The worst part, too, is in Misao, is you as you uncover the story, you, you later find out that the one who killed, like, raped and killed her... Was the teacher. Yeah. Who she went to for help. Yeah. The teacher who like, she went to rely on. And And you even... don't really see it coming either. Because he doesn't no. come off as an awful character at first. No. He just... He seems like this, like, good teacher guy. Um, but that... And it's, it's actually funny, though. Because, like, there's a choice. A lot of people, they make the wrong choice. And they kill oh, yeah. the wrong person. They, they save him. But in fact, like, he was the bad guy after all. Um, and that's, like, where you kind of, after that is when you find out the whole story, like, what really happened. And then you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, then you feel like I a do? massive piece of garbage after. And... Yeah, and then you die. Doesn't your character get killed by him? Yeah, yeah, I know you die. Well, you usually always die in the bad ending. Oh, yeah. I believe he kills you, though. I believe he's like, yeah. you know too much. Time to die. And then he kills you. Plus, Misao's ghost will never forgive you. Yeah, no. Because I believe it's implied that Misao had a crush on the main character or something. Or, well, no, she had a crush on the... She had a crush on the blonde character. I didn't think she had a relation to your character. I thought they had some sort... I don't remember. It's been forever. Well, I know she she had a crush on the blonde character who you choose to kill or not kill. Because they oh, okay. used that to bully her at some point. And her childhood friend was one of the guys who did bully her. And, um... Oh, yeah, the childhood friend who's, like, the one character that's not entirely... Yeah, who's kind of redeeming. Complete. Yeah. Um, he gets run over by a car, I'm pretty certain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gets, like, plowed yeah. by a car. Um, but I, I don't know what your character's relation to her is. I don't think you... I think it was more your character just wanted to be her friend. It was trying yeah, to... Yeah, something like that. I think I'm probably was, mixing... I'm probably mixing up different RPG Maker games. I, there's honest. so many. I, I think it was definitely that. I think it was that she wanted to make this connection to... Yeah. But she didn't know how, because your character is kind of awkward, you know? Well, your character is a personification of you. Yeah, you're the character. Um, and you're awkward. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, do you want to go over Mad Father real quick before we move on? Or? Um, sure. Yeah, do you want me to go into this one? Yeah. Um, so the basic synopsis is um, 
uh, your main character is this little girl, and her name's, isn't it, um, is it on Anna, or what was her, uh, Aya, Aya Drevis, um, and she's yes. 11, um, and she lives with her parents, but before the story is told, you know that her mom had passed away, and, uh, she was living with exclusively her dad, and her dad's a doctor, um, and you're slowly, so one day, um, there she wakes up in the middle of the night and basically the house is basically haunted and every one of the father's victims comes to life as a freakish doll monster because turns out your father wasn't a normal doctor he was a doctor performing research uh because he wanted to make eternal beauty so he made people into like dolls so basically, all these dolls she had in her house were once people, which is fucked up. Um, so yeah. <laughs> basically, you have to go through. Um, oh, and it's like the reason this all happens is because her mom. It was her mom's anniversary of her death, and she basically came back as revenge to like kill her father. Cause spoiler, the father kills the wife. Cause. Double yes. spoiler! <laughs> the father wanted to turn Aya into a doll so that she would be lovely and cute forever. So the mom ended up, like, she was like, I'm going to take Aya away. And then he was like, no, you're not. Knife. And <laughs> she died. Uh, so basically it's the mom to put a curse and basically to try and get. So you're going basically through the house. You have to avoid dolls. You have to solve puzzles. Um, similar, Really similar to Miss Al. Um, you run into a couple characters along the way, like, one of the characters is the, the doctor's nurse, um, Maria, who, she was, like, I think homeless, um, and the doctor took her in, she loves the doctor, and the doctor also was cheating on the wife with Maria, <laughs> this family is all messed up, um, but she was in on the, ex uh, experiments and stuff, um, but you go through, and eventually, you end up your whole time you're trying to save your father because you didn't realize that this was all your father's fault <laughs> um yeah it, it, even though the the game's artwork clearly clearly oh yeah that. the the game clearly shows that yes the the father was doing some messed up things but uh your character aya she doesn't know that so you're playing to save your father and then eventually there's like a bunch of different endings i think the bad ending is when you um let uh aya's mom uh, kill the father because then Maria will kill you and turn you into a doll because like as her as her lover's like last wish uh, and then there's another one where if you mess it up uh, he'll kill Maria and then he'll turn you into a doll and that's scary and then the true ending which is honestly the most fucked up ending is the end which does, it doesn't sound like it at first but it is um is that I? she'll save her father, and uh, her mom will disappear, but then it will show you what happened in the past. So basically, it shows Aya everything that happened to her mom, and then basically, her father knows that she knows now, so he's like, alright, and then follows her with a chainsaw. A chainsaw, people, and he's basically trying to kill her so he can turn her into a doll. Um, but yes. he, she ends up getting help from Maria and um, from also this boy who was also a doll, um, who was also experimented on. He helps her get away. And basically, Maria and her set off and leave. Um, leave the mansion and they end up following, finding their own place to live. 
But before mm. she leaves, she picks up a notebook, which was her father's notebook, and uh, takes it with her. And then there's a time skip where they show years later, and she's an adult now, and she runs a clinic. And there's also some dolls there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's basically uh. implied that uh, Aya lived followed her father's legacy and now she also kills people to turn them into dolls um aren't these unlike, games wonderful but i guess the only upside is unlike the father who was very violent she actually like she basically like puts them to sleep so they, they at least they don't die in painful ways but it's still fucked right. up <laughs> it's still fucked up um, I will say though I do very much enjoy the art style these two games have because they're b both this and Misawa are the same same oh, developer. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. have a very distinct like look to them. Yeah. No, and the the beautiful art like the art styles and the um with the, the twenty twenty remakes models. definitely. Oh yeah, and the little character models are amazing. Um, but also like able to portray so much story and so much. With just little pixel sprites is mm. wonderful, um, and they're very but, fucked up. So they kind of leave you yeah. just like, even though you get the ha the only one I will say is like the good happy Misao kind of left you feeling good because like Misao had a good ending, but it, Mad I mean, it was Father still didn't it was have still a good. No, <laughs> that one had a twist. Yeah, Misao had a good ending, even though it's still kind of sad. But yeah, but um. Anyways, moving on now to another one. I don't know if you've ever played this one before, but mm -hmm. I, I played this one back in the day. Uh, it's a game called Dreaming Mary. Dreaming Mary. It kind of sounds familiar. So, um, this one oh, is... Oh, this one's really cutesy looking. Okay, so here's the thing. Don't it's, go, not don't look too, it's not cutesy. It's not cutesy. Don't look oh, too far in. Too late. Um, I'm looking. I'm looking. <laughs> okay. So, Dreaming Mary is interesting because it's it's made using RPG Maker, mm -hmm. but it's not a top-down. It's a side-scroller. Oh, okay. So, the whole idea behind Dreaming Mary is you start out, it's very cutesy, like as Alex applied, and you start out in this, you're basically, you're, you're playing in a dream world. You're, 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 oh, no. you're sleeping, and you're in a dream world. You wake up in this, in your character's bedroom. And you can basically go out and there's a you get a little audio message basically telling you to go go explore and talk to the animal friends. Yep. So you go talk to each one and they'll give you a little spiel and the first one's like a rabbit, the second one's a penguin, the third one's a fox and then the fourth one is a boar. Boar that's yeah. very unsettling. And he doesn't look after that you talk to, to me. <laughs> hmm? He doesn't what? look that creepy to me. Uh, well, uh, uh, hold on a minute. <laughs> okay. Oh, so, you go basically after you talk to the boar he tells you go have fun play with your friends so you go and you go talk to the rabbit once and then you do a little mini game it's kind of like a guessing game where you, you have to just basically pay attention to the what the dialogue says and you have to guess the right answer <laughs> then you go to the penguin he'll give you a little test it's like uh you basically go around his library and you uh, explore mm -hmm. and then so this is heavy spoilers by the way people because this game has a very i'm scared confusing plot I'm scared. At first. <laughs> then you go to the fox and you play... It's a hide-and-seek. Mm -hmm. So then you go talk to the boar again, named Boris. They Boris. all have names. But, um, <laughs> Classic. He, he goes and tells you, you've had fun. Maybe we could have some more fun in a very oh, unsettling no. way. 
and oh, but no. he tells you he needs to you need to he he needs you to get these f- four seeds from the uh, other from the well three seeds from the other characters before you can uh, mm-hmm. uh, do more with him. So you go back to them. No, no, no. Actually, no. I'm I'm, sk- I'm skipping ahead. It, you go first. He tells you to uh, go play a little bit more. So you go play and you do the same mini games only they're a bit more complicated. Oh, is it like do... setting you up to lose them, or? So, listen here. So then, you'll go back, and then he'll he'll tell you again. Then this time to go the third time to play them again, you'll get the seed to get the seeds. Mm-hmm. Now, when you go to the bunny, because they're in order, you can do them any order. But I always went just down the line. So yep. you go back to the bunny and you ask for the seed, and should they each one of them gets very unsettled when you ask for the seed. Oh no! And they'll give it to you if you can finish their mini. Well, you'll get it regardless, but they want you to play one last mini game, which is the more very cha- the most challenging version. Mm-hmm. Now, if you get it right, they'll be sad that you're going to leave because getting the seeds is implying that you're going to leave the dream. Yes. They'll be sad that you're going to leave the dream, but they'll understand. If you get it, fail the minigame, they'll get sinister all of a sudden. And uh, the <laughs> rabbit and fox in particular get, like, kind of, like, their their models change to these more, like, sinister-looking ones with, like, with like slasher smiles. Oh, no. And if you fail the minigames, you'll, um, you'll still get the seed, but you'll lose one of your flower petals. Okay. And although the the penguin, if you lose him, he doesn't get sinister. He'll just kind of get sad, and he'll basically tell you that he's worried about you, and he'll give you some context clues for later, basically. Oh God! So there's two possible endings you can get here. If you fail all the mini games, mm-hmm. and you lose all your flower petals except for the last one, because. Uh, Boris will only give you his seed if you... if Okay, here's where it gets really fucked up. Okay. Boris will only give you his seed if you give him a, a, a flower petal. Oh. You, you're getting the symbolism here, right? I'm a... Yeah. Yeah. So, if you yeah. lose all the mini-games and you only have the one flower petal left, you get the worst... You get the bad ending, which is basically you go into the tree with him and... Yeah, the credits play, and it's kind of like... It's very, like, unsettling. Yeah. Now, if you pass all the minigames, and you have all your flower petals still... Mm-hmm. The ending, it doesn't really change. No. It's actually more... It's ironically the... So this ending's considered the true ending. Yes. Which is really fucked up in hindsight. Oh, no. But, um... This ending, you'll go to the area, and you can hear a, a demon voice in the background, like, going like, Mary. Like, if you listen really closely. And, basically, once you go into the tree, a pair of hands, you see some eyes in the tree, and a pair of hands reach out, and it just says, (laughs) Sweet girl, you're mine. And then, as you're going down, the credits, in the the bad ending, it just, the credits end with the line that says, uh, the end of a dream. Yep. In this ending, you get to the end of a dream segment, and it keeps going down, and it all of a sudden cuts to the beginning of a nightmare. 
Uh, I hate this. No, no. no it, now, here's where it gets even more bizarre. Oh, no. So now, I'm scared. obviously, after that, you get a, a text message saying, like, you clearly you don't want this. This isn't the ending. That are you, Well, basically, it'll be like, are you satisfied? Every time you get an ending, a, a message pops up saying, are you satisfied with this ending? Mm-hmm. And you can either say yes or no. If you say yes, the voice in the back says, okay, I'll see you soon then, which is very fucked up in hindsight. We'll get to that later, though. Uh-uh. The other ending basically lets you restart from the beginning. Okay. So when you restart from the beginning, we go back to the, that audio message you get at the beginning. The audio message actually mentions specifically that there is only three doors. Don't look for a fourth door. Ah. And it also says... Be careful also about the penguin in room number two. He mixes up truth and dreams and reality. Which is implied that you're supposed to listen to the penguin very closely. Mm -hmm. So this time around, do the same thing. Get all the seeds. Get the good... That is, you need all the seeds and the flower. Have all your flower petals still. Mm -hmm. So you want all the good... good, uh, You want to basically pass all the mini-games. Yep. Then you get to Boris. Well, actually, before you talk to Boris, you can find that fourth door. Because here's the key: you can't actually pass um, the you can't pass the penguins mini game without doing this. Oh, okay. So here's here's where it gets very meta. There's a fourth door that's obscured by some like scribbles in the background because the whole dream world's very cart kid like cutesy and kitty. Yep. You can go in that door though because it's not like locked; it's just hidden behind the scribbles. <laughs> you go in and there's just a uh, it's like a a, a fishbowl with like a fairy in it. Yep. Uh, if you break the fishbowl, the fairy flies back towards Mary's bedroom at the beginning of the game. Oh, so if okay. you follow it there, you'll all of a sudden see the there's like a board in the background that's flashing. Mm-hmm. You can go through that, and then you all of a sudden are in a darker, more sinister dream world. Oh. And you basically you exit the door that you exit that door because you need. So there's a key that you have to use to get out of Mary's bedroom at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. You, the way it is is you take that key out of the door after it's open yep. and you go through the dream to the ni- nightmare world then you'll turn the key to get out the door there because the key's the same key remember to take the key though don't leave the key in the door <laughs> don't leave the key so then you go in and there's a bench with a penguin a fox and a rabbit head on it Ugh. and you can examine each one of them and they'll give you the answer to the to get the uh, the, the perfect uh to pass the final test with all those animals. Yep. But if you go all the way down through the dark area, you'll find a boar's head on a pike at the <sighs> end, and then, a, and then a door that you can't cross. Yep. So it's implied, obviously. This is going to be important later. Okay. So then, after you do that, you can pass all of the, uh, the puzzles, essentially, and not get the bad ending. Mm-hmm. Now, you get all the seeds, and you talk to Boris. This time, deny him and say no. He'll get super pissed. Oh no! And then basically tell you, come back when you're when you're gonna be reasonable. Uh. So then it, you go back to the nightmare world, uh-huh. and it's all of a sudden like super unsettling. Like the area is all like flat. Like the everything's unsettling. Yeah. And um, it's very sketchy in there. So okay. you go to the three. Um, you want to make sure a you have your key from the door. Don't forget yep. that key. Nope. Then you want to check the three, the penguin, the bunny, and the fox again. And you'll get mm-hmm. three more keys. Yep. 
do not what you do not want to do though is go into the thing because if you do that a giant shadow figure will catch you yeah and then it just ends with one of the most unsettling it, it's not even a jump scare it's it's just a scare yeah basically if it catches you it's just this silver ski, like creepy face that yeah. slowly I saw gets a screenshot of that. I yeah, saw that slowly gets closer to the screen. I hate it. I like this game. It's freaking me out, and I'm not even seeing it. Like, I hate it. All right. But anyways, what you do is, rather than running into the shadow thing, you run the other way. Yeah. And it will chase, it'll follow you, but as long as you go through into Mary's room and go back in the mirror, it can't catch you. Yeah. But one of the most subtle jump scares is once you enter, right before you go through the mirror... The whole room flashes for a split second, and, like, it's all, like, demonic, and it says, don't run, like, come back. Yeah. So then you go back through the thing, and, um, you can go back to the fourth room where the fairy was. Yeah. And there's a second mirror. You go through that mirror in there, and it takes you to the other side of the black area where the boar's head was, and you can go through the door. Because mm-hmm. it's open now. And yeah. then you follow through the forest, and then you'll eventually get to this tree with yeah. three locks on it. You need... So, remember, you got the three keys from the thing. Yep. But I also specified you need the fourth key from the door. Yes. So, you can unlock the thing. Because if you don't grab the keys and you get to this tree, mm-hmm. the shadow thing will eventually follow you and get to you, and then you'll get the worst ending. Ugh. But if you go through the tree, you open it up, all of a sudden, the game shifts to the real world, where yep. you've woken up. And you're no longer Mary, you're now Mari, who is a very plain girl mm-hmm. who's locked in her room. Yeah. Now, if you didn't... Here's the, the thing. If you did not bring the key from the door, you're locked in the room and you can't do anything. Uh, except just except just go back to sleep. Yeah. But if you brought the key, you can unlock your door and go to freedom. Uh, and that's the good end. That's, like, the, the best ending. Yeah. Now, if you... So the entire game is basically... it's It's heavily implied that Mari is an is a character who's abused by her father. Yeah. Because it's a common theme in these games, and her mother yeah. is dead. Because oh. one of the biggest implications is when you get the worst ending, and if you say, "Do you agree with this outcome?" Mm-hmm. If you say yes, the the text says, "Okay, Mari, I will see you soon." It's implied that's her mother. Yeah. <gasps> so it's it's a very. Oh, like he's just a, gonna die, basically. There's a lot like, of there's a lot of sh- there's a lot of shit going on in this game. Oh, man, that like it just made like just listening to it made me feel unsettled. Like, oh, should imagine playing it and oh. trying to figure this shit out. I was like, holy crap. Yeah, well, and especially I feel like what it mainly comes down to is like that like these situations happen in real life, and it's oh yeah. It's terrifyingly... The, the subtlety and, like, implications, too. Oh, yeah. Because another thing in that game that's implied, too, is that the uh, the other three characters, the fox, penguin, and bunny, mm-hmm. are actually characters from... from uh, Or, like, are representations of actual people Mari knew. Yeah. Like, I believe the... I believe the fox was, like, her aunt. Yep. Or, like, um, a maid or something, and the, the bunny was, like, also, like, a helper or something that she knew. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, because the penguin is, is, um, and implied to be her uncle. Yeah. Who was, like, a, a very good to her. That's why the penguin has such a positive attitude. Yeah. And then the boar is her dad. The, the boar is her father. That's, that's the most yeah. obvious one. 
But yeah, Ugh. that that game is that game's something else. That left me unsettled, and like I I didn't even like play it, and I just feel unsettled now. <laughs> like oh, yeah. just gave me the creepy crawlies. Ugh. I played it once. I've I've watched a few people other people's playthroughs of it. That's because that's how I figured out the other endings. Yeah. But um, yeah, <laughs> it's it's surprising. Ugh. Any other ones you got in, off the top of the head? Uh, well, we could talk about like. Well, a, a more one of the most famous ones, I think, uh, which has had many like sequels and like other versions of it as well, uh, was Corpse Party. Corpse Party, yep. Which that one's a classic. It's had like remakes. It's had like other spinoffs, secondary. Like it's had a whole bunch. It had an anime. Don't mm-hmm. recommend watching. It's very violent. Um, not. I was. I just always like. To be to simply describe Corpse Bride, it's basically high school girls get fucked up the game. Yeah, and then it's also another one with a very like fucked up story in the end. Oh yeah. No, because the main story of uh, well, it's this high this class of high schoolers, um, these friends, and I think they're no, I think they're middle schoolers, and they're going to be going to high school, and they're going to be going separate ways, going to different high schools. So they sit around in the classroom and they do this paper doll game. Where they each take a piece of the paper doll, but when it's done incorrectly, they're brought they're brought to the world um, of the game at this basically haunted school, and the whole thing is like they're trying to figure out um, how to get out of the school, but they can't because it's haunted, and the only way to get out is to break the curse of the school. Um, but as you know, as Bill said, it's a lot of girls getting fucked up. And guys getting fucked up. It's just a lot of anime characters getting fucked up. Like, I remember one of the toughest things was, like, there's these two girl characters that are friends. And one of them is, like, going through, I I think, like, the world. Like, it, it talks about how the world is making them, their emotions, like, more high-strung, like, more exaggerated. So these thoughts that they may not really express are coming out farther. So one of the girls is, like, suicidal, and, um, she's usually not suicidal, and then, like, she ends up, like, killing herself in the bathroom, and the friend is, like, desperately, like, you, the character's actually trying to save her, and in the end it just makes it worse, or, or she's, like, she, she still ends up dying, and you're just, like, ugh, like, you're just playing, and you're, like, oh my god, like, and there's nothing you can wait, do. <laughs> wait a minute, anime girls dying in the bathroom? Is this the lost anime? <laughs> Oh, it could be, could be. Who knows? <laughs> Is this what people have? Never mind. That's oh god. <laughs> no, don't even jump down that van. But uh, eventually, like you end up finding out that there's this um, this young ghost of a girl. I can't remember what her name is. Um, but she wears like a red dress. Um, and basically, she's haunting this school because she was killed in the school. Um, a recurring theme. Well, she was killed, but also she, um, she was one of three kids who were killed in the school. Um, but also, I wasn't sure if she also did the killing? I can't remember. She participated. It's real fucked up, but also her mom gets killed, um, as well. And it's just like there's this other guy who ends up chasing you around like with this mask or this fucked up face. And like he actually isn't really a killer. It's more it's implied that he has like special needs. Um, Mm. And he's basically coerced into doing it because like he can't really like pick for himself. Um, He's 
kind of on like that level of the spectrum it's implied so he's basically kind of forced to do these things that he doesn't necessarily want to do but as a ghost he's doing it more because he's a ghost and he's angry oh yeah um but in the main story is that the little girl who is the main reason of the curse her mom was a nurse at the school and the uh principal of the school tried to assault her and she, wonderful and he failed at assaulting her which instead pushed her down a staircase where she died and broke her neck. And then, um, I believe he hid her body, and then, oh, I believe he hid her body, and then he killed her, the little child as well. Um, so Wonderful. it's like, and then, oh, I think I remember now. So I think she, the little girl, comes back as like a ghost and coerces the special needs man into killing other children. Um, and then that's why there's other ghosts in the school as well. And you find that out throughout the story, and you have to, like, purify some. It's, I don't know, but it, it's, again, it's really fucked up and <laughs> scary. I'm probably going to have nightmares tonight, honestly. I probably am. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I watch these to go to bed half the time, so it doesn't uh, even affect me anymore. I can't with these. Like, I'll get too freak. I don't know why, but, like, psychological things, that's what freaks me out more. And the, a lot of these games are psychological, so I can't watch them before bed. I'm probably going to have nightmares. <laughs> I'm a child. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think, because I, I know what the final game we're going to talk about is. I'm trying to think of uh, any other standouts. Oh. Uh, uh. I mean, there's Mageko Castle. That's another. Oh, that one classic. is classic. <laughs> yeah, that one is a classic because it's just. It's also it's like, well, it's it's fucked up, but it's also just it's strange. It's that one's, it's a that strange one's borderline. One. That one's borderline batshit insane. Yeah, but it also has like, well, also isn't the ending like the true ending is that like she's like in a coma, in the castle or something and like, something the I don't one? know. The one that I remember the most is the one where she becomes the freaking leader of the Yeah, like she like beheads it and puts it on her head or something. And that then you one... later find out you find out her brother's who she's been searched for is actually a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. No. That one that one was fucked up too. Mugeko yeah. Castle. And he made a well, couple whole, of other games too, but the whole Mugeko plot Castle of the game is... is that she's in this castle of these creatures and their entire goal is to rape her. It's like Yeah. What the fuck? Also, a common thing in these RPG horror games. Yeah. Because um, I know another one, another pretty famous one, uh, it was much, I think it was older, it was called uh, Desert Nightmare. Mm. Do you remember Desert Nightmare? It sounds um, familiar. To this one, I don't think it was as popular, but I remember I, like, I either played it or I saw a playthrough, but it was basically, like, this girl who was on a road trip with her parents and they got an argument and um they like pulled her around a gas station and um they pulled her around a gas station and she like turned around and boom they were gone um mm. they're basically gone she was like shit so she goes into this town and it's like this old like non-populated town and it's basically like she kind of finds out what's really going on in the town um, and it is, uh, it's pretty messed up. It's like, there's like, I don't know if it was aliens or just monster creatures, but there's monster creatures. She gets kidnapped at some point. Like, I think she almost gets, like, raped at some point, too. But basically, like, they- Of course. Uh, and she, I think she, like, has to, basically, her whole goal is to escape 
this desert town and get back to her family. Um, but this one, like, it didn't do as well as some of the other ones. Um, it was early, too, though. It's it was, yeah. It was earlier, um, but I think, like, the town was doing, like, sacrifices, too, and stuff, and I don't know. But this one was interesting, because it was, uh, it was pretty dark, um, pretty dark, because I think, I think there was, like, it was symbolism, and the town was doing, like, rituals, too, and the rituals were also, like, kind of, that's how, in experiments, and, like, I don't know. It was, it was messed up. I just remember that it was being mm. really messed up. Oh no, it's that stupid pink one again. Ugh, get away, I hate it. <laughs> oh, I dreaming there. <laughs> yeah, I hate that one. It freaks me out. But, but uh, oh, the main thing though was that the main character's name was Sandra, and I just remember her being kind of annoying too. So maybe that's why she wasn't like yeah. the, it wasn't the most popular. No, but. I guess to end this one off because. If, if we keep going, we're going to go all night. But um, Oh, yeah. Oh, God, this is getting on. <sighs> yeah. So I figured now is the time to finally tie it off with the, um, I guess, the the most the most unique, I'd say, of these. Because all these that we've talked about are, like, RPG Maker-styled games. <laughs> this one is a visual novel. And it's yeah. a very famous, now, visual novel known as Doki Doki Literature Club. Wait, wait, which wait. I we forgot to mention the purple people. Uh, do you want to give a quick synopsis of that? Uh, basically, I bet you've probably seen the images of it, but if you've ever seen, like, this weird purple fucked up face, that's from a, a Japanese RPG or horror game called, I think it's Aoni. And it's basically, these kids get locked in a house, and they have to escape the house, and there's these giant purple people, and it's kind of hilarious, uh, but scary, but also hilarious, because, like, just look at their faces and you'll laugh. So, yeah. anyways, that was a quick synopsis. But anyways... Doki I haven't really Doki played Literature that one Club. much. I haven't played that one either. I just remember watching a playthrough and laughing because it just looks so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, okay, so anyways, Doki Doki Literature Club. Yeah. This game came out of nowhere. Yeah. Now, it obviously, <laughs> now, now, this is where I will say, have you, if you have not played and you don't know anything about it, stop listening now. Spoiler. Stop listening and flag. play it. Yeah, spoiler flag right here. Yep. If you hadn't already stepped away before for spoilers, but <laughs> obviously Doki Doki Literature Club. It was created by Team Salvato, particularly Dan Salvato, who was previously known. He was most famous for he made the a mod for Smash Brothers mm -hmm. Brawl called Project M, which was basically just it made it play more like melee. Yep. Before it got supposedly C and D or something, there was some weird shit that happened there. <laughs> Then he, out of nowhere, comes out with Doki Doki Literature Club. Yep. Which is a visual novel that looks very, very unassuming. Like, it's just a visual novel where you, about high school girls. Yeah. Although, when you start the game... So, I played this game out of a recommendation from a friend. He didn't tell me anything about it. He just said, you gotta try which Doki Doki Which is how Doki you Literature should play Club. it. So, again. Honestly, if yes. You, if you haven't watched or played it yet... Just don't listen to this, because you've got to experience yeah, it. If you away. spoil it, it sucks. But So anyways, we're going to... Anything beyond here, spoilers. So when you start the game up... I, I had been told to play this from a mutual friend. He said, it's a cool visual novel. You'll like it. It's got a funny twist. Don't worry. And I was like, <laughs> okay. All right. 
So, I start the game up because it's free. It's a free game to play. It, it, this was before it was on Steam, but um, you can. It's free no matter what because it runs off. It runs off of like a, a freeware visual novel engine called Renplay. Mm-hmm. But um, so you start the game up, and immediately it comes up with a warning saying, "This is not a game for the faint of heart," and like there are some shocking and disturbing moments in the game, which immediately I'm kind of like, okay. <laughs> Good right. to know, I guess. So then, you you start the game up and you play as just this generic high school boy. You give it, you can name him, whatever. And you yeah. basically, you're starting your normal day of high school and you run into your childhood friend, Sayori, who you mm-hmm. haven't been talking to much recently, and she basically passive-aggressively forces you to join the literature club, which she is the vice president of. Yes. And then you meet the three other members. Uh, so there's Sayori, the, the, your friend, and then you meet Natsuki, the mm-hmm. Sundari, yep. Yuri, <laughs> Yuri, the tall, shrinking violet, mm-hmm. and Monica, <laughs> the, uh, the club president, who is very... Um, She's a bit unsettling from the get-go, I'll give you that, yeah. when you first meet her. She has um, a vibe about her that you're not sure yeah. about. She's very pos- unsettlingly positive in a lot of ways. Yes. So you go through the game, and it plays like a tr- traditional visual novel. Like You go through, you get occasional questions will pop up. And then the gimmick with the game, because you're in a literature club, is you'll have to write poetry mm. in between uh, s- segments. Yep. And basically the poetry game is you'll have these three little chibi sprites of um, Yuri, Sayori, and Natsuki in the corner. Mm-hmm. and de- Not Monica, though, interestingly enough. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, you'll click on different words that come up and the certain uh, Doki will jump in the air. Yep. Because the three the characters are referred to as Dokis by the fandom. Oh, fun. But, um... You click on the different characters, uh, different words, and the certain ones will jump for certain words. And basically, you want to pick the words for the girl that you're the most interested in pursuing her route, as you would say. Yeah. So you get through the game, and you follow, and there's occasional, like, differences in plot. You'll Nothing's too out of the ordinary. It's kind of a crazy plot. You learn about a little bit about Yuri. She has an obsession with horror novels, and she's very self-conscious. Yep. Uh, you you run into Natsuki, who's a Sundari, where she's very abrasive, but she's actually kind of sweet on the inside. She yeah. loves manga, which she hides in the classroom. <laughs> and then there's Sayori, who's your childhood friend, who's always late and is kind of... The ditzy airhead. A little bit of an airhead. And then there's yeah. Monica, who's like the super perfect one, who's... Smart. A little, a little bit too friendly. Yes. So you go through the game, and eventually you cu- you come up to the upcoming culture festival because that's a thing in Japan. Yes. And I wish we had those. Yeah, but anyways. Um, so you end up going through. Uh, it it changes up depending on which character you have the most uh, uh, values with, but okay. eventually you it's implied that um, Sayori has feelings for you. Mm-hmm. And then she admits that she's suffering from massive depression out of nowhere, and it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> You're like, where did this come from? All right. I- I'll-, I'll quote the Game Grumps playthrough. 
like of Dan saying that's not as fun. <laughs> and, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> um. So then you basically confess. She'll confess her love for you, and you can choose to confess your love for her, and then. Did you, you confess your to, love? I don't remember. I've, it's been a while since I played vanilla Doki Doki Literature Club, but um. So yeah, then you get to the next day where you're going for the culture festival, and um. Mm-hmm. You show up at the school, and well, no, you go out to meet Sayori because you were planning to go together, and she doesn't show up. And you're like, oh, and, that's weird. Yeah, so you kind of brushed off, thinking, oh, she's just slept in; she'll she'll show up. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the school, and then you run into Monica, who is kind of unsettling a little with how she's talking, and then implies that maybe you should go check on Sayori. Yeah. So then you run back and. <laughs> You go to her house, which is unlocked, and you go to her room. And you open the door. Dun, dun. And she's hung herself. Yep. And it's just completely out of left field. Yeah. You're just like, and it's what? like. I, my jaw was on the floor at this point because I was literally like. I'm sitting here thinking, like, what is this? Game? What happened? I'm like, okay, I thought, I thought, like, the dark themes were like this depression and the depression stuff, and like, oh, it's gay, it's gonna have some darker themes to it. And then I'm like, what is this? What just happened? And then all of a sudden the game glitches out and crashes. Yep. And it restarts. Yep. And when you restart it, Sayori's uh, sprite on the title screen is all glitched out. It's no longer there. No, it's it's a glitched out mess. Yeah. Uh. And you restart the game and the second Sayori, it it restarts like normal until Mm -hmm. Sayori appears and she's a glitched out mess and then the game crashes again. Yep. And restarts and Sayori's no longer there. Yep. And, and you're then the just game, like, all right. Yep. Woo-hoo. And then the game progresses on as if Sayori never existed. Where now the, Yuri is the vice president. And you're just so unsettled because you're just like, Oh, yeah. What well, because the... now, also now the game is glitching out all the time. Yes. And there's all these really random. The game is 100% RNG. Like, there's a lot of random events that all just randomly happen. Oh, yeah. And um, so now you can choose. Basically, this enters Act 2 of the game, and. This is where shit gets really fucking weird. So, like, all these characters have, like, issues and stuff, and it's like... You you start getting closer to Yuri, and Yuri gets very, very unsettling the more you talk to her. Yeah. And Natsuki starts glitching out and getting even more unsettling, and then you start learning... You find out, going through, like, you'll get, like, random notes, like, you'll get random poems with, like, blood streaks on them, and you're like... He's what? just like, all right, why not? <laughs> and then there's a point where Yuri leaves the room for a bit. Mm-hmm. And she's taking a while. So you go and find her, and you find out she's a cutter. Yep. And then the game just kind of rewinds back to before that happened. Yeah. And Monica, Monica's basically like, oh, you didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, nothing um, happened. What are you talking about? And <laughs> then you also find out that you find out Natsuki's... It's implied that Natsuki's father's abusive in the background. Yep. And then there's also, like, a, a, a jump scare where... So the, all of a sudden, jumps, jumpy scare things start happening, and you can run into a jump scare where Natsuki, like, starts having, like, a freaking psychotic breakdown, and then her neck just snaps, and she jumps into the screen at you. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? You're just and like, then it just gets more and more pleasant as you play. <laughs> eventually, eventually, you get to the end of Act Two where 
you're alone with Yuri, and she's completely unhinged at this point. Mm-hmm. And she gives you her final poem, which is just straight up covered in blood and piss. Pleasant. Yeah. Ew, she peed on it? She covered it, as he, she said, with her scent. Ugh, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this, ge- fuck? this game gets really fucked up. Yeah. And then... Clearly. And then you she'll, you'll get the option to confess either you love her or you don't. It doesn't matter what you say. Either way, after you press your option, she then stabs herself three times and dies. Yep. And then the game gets stuck on like a, a fast-forward loop where you slowly see her start to decompose. Love that. Yeah, like the blood, her eyes all of a sudden, like the color goes away and then her blood starts darkening and yeah, it's pleasant well, and then that's real pleasant you know and, just like a yeah, nice little and it's implied that you were stuck game. it's implied it's implied that you were stuck there the entire weekend oh. so then Mon- monday monday rolls around and natsuki walks into the room and then throws up everywhere because yuri's corpse is everywhere and then yeah. monica monica basically reveals her true intentions of just oh this is wasn't supposed to wasn't supposed to happen and then she deletes yuri and natsuki yep so then this is where the game gets really meta. Yeah. So what's fun about Doki Doki Literature Club is you were supposed to have... The way you're supposed to play it is you're supposed to have, like, the system files open at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to watch them as the game goes by because you'll find out Monica, behind the scenes, has been message- messing with the game. Oh, that's so... I didn't know that. I didn't know that you actually could see her messing oh, yeah. with the game. Like, cause, well, because she's not a good... The, the, the implication is she's not a good coder. Yeah. So she fucks up the code. That's why um, the game is super glitchy after Act One. Ah. But what she does is she messes with Sayori to make her more de- her depression more prominent. Yeah. And she messes with Yuri's head, causing more of her issues, mm-hmm. which is why she- Yuri is super psychotic towards the end. And then Natsuki kind of doesn't really get messed with as much. She just gets kind of turned off at points because yeah. she's, she she'll be trying to like give away what's going on. And the biggest implication of this that you'll notice on a repeated playthrough is that um, all the characters stand kind of at that like side, like three-quarter view, kind of like most visual novels. But, um... Mm-hmm. You right? Yes. Okay, you, you got like wigged out there for a minute. Oh, okay. Yeah, you were kind of like going like you did a little, eh, but then you came back. So I was just like, okay. okay. But, um... Yeah, so all the other girls are in, like, that standard, like, visual novel, like, three-quarter pose. Monica yeah. stares directly at the player, because it's, it's basically one another subtle clue that she's self-aware. Yes. She understands this is a game. And, um, so the, the third act of the game is you're just in a room with just Monica, because that's ex- <laughs> all that's Monica. left. Just yeah, Monica. That's actually a, fan, a running fan game, but, um... Oh, really? Well, it's. It, I don't think it's called just Monica, but it's. It's literally it, the whole Monica. after like where it's just Monica kind of thing. But um, yeah. So basically, you're stuck in. The, basically, all it is is she'll ask you a bunch of questions, and you basically get to a point where you just can't progress anymore. Mm-hmm. Because this is what Monica wanted. It's just you and her, and nope. it's she's not even. And she's not even talking about the character in game anymore. She's talking to you, the player, directly. Yes. But this this gets even. <laughs> This gets even more meta, because here's one of the second screamers in the game. If you're actually recording the game, like, the game is programmed to detect if you have, like, a recording software on. Oh, really? 
yeah, if if you're recording the game, she'll actually notice, and she'll be like, oh, well, I guess hi everybody, and she'll be like, how do I look? And she'll it'll get you to look close to the screen, and then she'll have like a screamer face real quick. <sighs> yeah, this game just so, gets more and more creepy for this. Oh yeah, Dan, Dan Salvato is a fucking genius. Yeah, he really is. Cause ugh, I hate it. But um. Yeah, so what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to go into the files mm-hmm. and delete Monica, just like she deleted all the others. Yeah. And when you do that, she gets deleted in the game. And she'll be like, why? What did I do? Why'd you do this? And then it will reset back to uh, default, only without Monica. It's just the other three. Yeah. So then you start playing the game now, and it's like back to normal with Sayori. But now Sayori is the president of the literature club. Oh, no. And it goes kind of normal. Like, it, it seems normal until all of a sudden Sayori implies that she wanted Monica gone all the... It, and then all of a sudden it becomes like, nope, wait, no, it's not normal all of a sudden. Nope, and nope, then Monica, nope. And then Monica has to come back and, like, basically just delete everything because it's like, there's no saving this. I thought it could work without me. And then that's nope. basically how it ends. And then you have to reset the game 100% to get it down. To get it you to basically work have again. to to go to restart it. You have to like delete it and reinstall it, but it because the game's so fucked up by that point. Yeah, but That's it's so funny. That game is a fucking experience, and it, yeah, it, I am so used to it now because I've seen it so many times. But my god, that first playthrough was so unsettling. Oh yeah, I think like one of the funniest reaction videos was the Game Grumps, where they were both just like where it was a uh, Aaron had played it right and Dan. Well, Danny Aaron, had... Aaron knew for the most part. Yeah. Danny, on the other hand, <laughs> did not no. know. And the the reaction, it's funny to see people's reactions because they're so genuine, and they're just so like, what? Like what's going on? Oh, it's on? one of the reasons why I can't let I can't let's play it because it wouldn't be genuine. Oh yeah, no. Because I've played the game so many times now, I wouldn't get a reaction. Yeah. It's like why I, it's like I why I wouldn't like let's play like the Stanley Parable because it's like you've already like experienced I've, I've it. experienced it and it, it's not the same it's, it's not it, you that's a game that you can't you can't fake a first experience with it because it's it's just so like what it's well, such I a genuine like, it's like such a genuine thing I feel like though that ends up kind of being a lot being with a lot of these games that we talked about because some of the like some of the react like the endings like the twist endings and stuff like i don't oh, yeah. like if i played that now like my reaction would be so muted because i knew it was coming and like some of them oh, like yeah. the witch's house ending like that one was just like what and then masao too and i mean the um mad dreaming father all streaming mary all of them like i i definitely think if you play a playthrough now it just wouldn't be as genuine because you already knew what was gonna happen oh yeah and it's actually funny because uh, Doki Doki Literature Club actually got a full-on console release recently. Yeah, I with uh, Doki you Doki Literature Club Plus, which yep. adds in some additional like story stuff to like actually flesh out the girls. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Doki Doki Literature Club community actually has a massive modding community now. Oh really? Yeah, oh yeah, like, you were um, telling me you were playing with a mod recently. I've been playing the Blue Skies mod recently, which is. So there's a... T- uh, stop... If you ever want to, like, learn more, go over to, like, the Reddit board. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, go to Doki Reddit Doki for Literature everything. <laughs> there's, like, a Reddit board for Doki Doki Literature Club mods. Mm-hmm. But, um... I've been playing a bunch of them, and... 
they are fascinating because they basically take the core idea like of these characters mm-hmm. and they change them for like different things like there's the most the one I'm playing now is called Blue Skies and it's basically it's it's what if it was a normal game like a normal visual novel but yep. it's still it's still kept all of the psychological stuff Yes. Like, it's not a horror game anymore, but these girls still have fucking issues. Yeah, these girls still have problems in it. Oh, yeah, and, like, each girl has a, has their own, like, well, other than Monica doesn't have one in um, Blue Skies because of uh, time constraints, but um, mm-hmm. the other three all have their own fleshed-out storylines, and they are depressing at times and very deep. And there's the game has a fully original soundtrack that goes along with it. Uh-huh. Like, it's... And, f- like, brand-new, like, art and stuff. It... It's cool. I'll give it that. Yeah. The most the most interesting thing about it is though, um, because it's a normal game and Monica's not self aware anymore. They actually changed Monica's uh, sprite so she has the same three quarter view like all the other characters. <laughs> That's funny. It's 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 a cool mod. It's a nice touch though. Yeah. Oh, it's it's it makes sense. Yeah. In hindsight. But yeah, these games are deep. Like all. Yeah. I honestly, I, I was, I wasn't expecting this to go get as deep as it did. I'm not. I mean, I'm not surprised because, I mean, a lot of them, like, when you actually think about the major plot lines and stuff, like, they're all, all of them are really messed up. But oh, yeah. I mean, if you're into, a, you need something to spook up your Halloween, definitely check these out because. And the best part is most of them, them are up. free. Yeah, most of them are free. So. They're free, and they're spooky, and they're perfect for Halloween. But they'll also oh, yeah. probably make you startled and think about a lot of things deeply. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, Because that's what we do on this podcast. We think deeply. And we didn't really <laughs> talk that much about anime. Wow. <laughs> well, we talked about very, a bunch of games that had very anime by art styles. So. Yeah, but it was a game, so we won. Very true. <laughs> Still no collecting, though. Nope. Well, I mean, collect, you, you collected you these... Collect ex- something, you can't collect something without a physical form. You collected the experiences of playing these games. Bravo. Yeah. Play the Purple right. Man game, it's funny. Yeah. I mean, some of these are all generally kind of funny at times, but... Oh, yeah. Anyways, guys. Once again, thank you for joining us on the Gaming and Collecting Podcast. You Woo! can find the gaming... <laughs> You can find the Gaming and Collecting Podcast on all your major podcasting platforms, particularly Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. He's also fed up with me U- today. You're, you're also ne- they're also now available on YouTube. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. And uh, once again, guys, thank you for joining us as we discuss the games that shaped us. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween! Go play some, go get some spooky games. Go get some, candy. go get some candy, everybody. Don't take candy from strangers. Yeah, don't do that. You'll end up like some of the characters in these games. <laughs> it's fucked up. <laughs> well, that just got dark. Yep. Happy Halloween! <laughs> Alright, we'll see you all later. Bye! Bye.